each and other. three-belt champion versus Devin Haney, the WBC champion for the undisputed championship here. Stephen Fulton versus Danny Roman. This is about to be a fucking straight-up slobber knocker, but who y'all got? Problem quick, the end, problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. What's going on, guys? This is Totally Blitz Fight Club. And before we get into the action, as always, please go down, like, and subscribe to the channel. Shit, if, uh, if you can't watch us, go to Apple, um, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, because we're there. And, uh, now let's hop into the action. We got a, uh, these are your hosts for the episode today. I'm Paul. I'm picking Wyndham Concha. I poured up my shot of New Amsterdam already. Let me get my shot on. Hey, you already know. It's that boy, Kev. Water boy, Savoy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y.U. A.k.a. the motherfucker on the screen right now. And I got my bomb rip ready to go. What's good, y'all boys? It's Big PT. You already know, back at it with another boxing episode. Yes, sir. We got actually a double header for y'all boys today. We got multiple belts on the line. All this talking, all the shit talking, all the beef, all the smoke. We're going to break it down for y'all and give y'all who we think's winning and why. First fight we're going to start with. Stephen Fulton versus Danny Roman. I don't know if it's Roman or Roman. I keep saying Roman because I think that sounds better. I, I think it is Roman, but sorry if it's not. Yeah, sorry, Danny. But mm-hmm. Stephen Fulton, bro, I'm going to get over 2021 started January 1st. Stephen Fulton, not a champion. Takes a 50-50 fight against unbeaten champ Angelo Leo. Beats him. Very close fight. Very good fight. Falls that up with a unification fight right afterwards against Brandon, Brandon Figueroa. Beats him, another close fight, but wins um, a split decision. Ends his 2021 as a unified champion. I don't think anyone else had a better 2021 than uh, Stephen Fulton did last year. Right. Definitely. I feel like he's right on that verge of top 10 because he's doing what he's doing in his division. He's collecting his belts, and now he's on to the next. So, like, I feel like he's real deal on that verge of cracking into the top ten. Some people already got him on their top ten. And um, so this is actually funny because the other fight we're going to talk is the Cambosis-Haney fight that's happening this weekend, as everyone knows. It's also probably the bigger fight of the weekend, bigger draw, all that stuff. All um, Stephen Fulton's last fight, his biggest fight where he unified the belts, was the same night when Cambosas beat uh, Tilafimo. So, like, this will be the second time where, like, he fights on the same night. And, like, I mean, it was a great fight last time where he beat Figueroa, but it got overshadowed by the Tilafimo upset. And uh, I, I just not that I feel, like, I feel for the boy. Like, he just had, I don't know what's up with that, but this man just. Yeah, he, I remember that shit. Now, I remember that night because I, I remember watching the Fulton fight, but. Everyone was overshadowing it with the Cambosis and Teofimo getting dropped in the first round and Cambosis coming out and people just kind of slept on the win that Fulton pulled out. But, man, he's 
He's like that, bro. And he's probably, I would say he's the best in his division. And people are real slept, slept on him because it is one of those lower weight classes. So it's like, I don't know. One thing I like about Fulton was uh, other than the 2021 that he had, bro. And his first, like, you know, in boxes, they do the come up fights. Like, their first 10, 12 fights is usually against some, like, um, yeah. you know, just journeymen and stuff. Four, he had a stretch of five fights where the four people he fought were unbeaten also. And I don't know many, I don't know if that's rare, but like I personally just took note that I was like, I don't know many boxers because like two of them actually are decent pros. Like one signed to a top rank, one signed to Showtime and they have fights themselves. And um, for like, I'm not, is that common Marcus for someone to be taking like nah. other undefeated fighters while coming on his own come up journey? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's common though, but that it, it might be a more common thing in sh- without Heyman. I, I, if you notice, like, on Showtime cards and just Al Heyman cards in general, they're usually you, – you'll see those prospect fights, good matches. Like, you'll see an undefeated prospect versus an undefeated prospect or two young prospects. And usually you don't even see that. Usually it's, like, an older guy versus a prospect. Usually, like, a That's child. That's what I'm used know, to. Yeah, exactly. That's usually how it goes. But Showtime and our Heyman cards, I noticed like you'll you'll get those undefeated prospects going at it. So Fulton might just be one of those guys, and he that's why he's showing what he's showing right now, man. I feel like that's well, always a better way. Well, for the people who don't things. know Marcus, for the people who don't be watching boxing and stuff, who is Stephen Fulton? I was about to say, let me know. Is he like that for real, or you just like? Is he like that right now? He's out. Yeah, nah, he is like, nah, he's like that, man. He's a Philly fighter. He's a smooth fighter. If you go on, man, you go watch his film, bro. He's so smooth and efficient. Like he's just beautiful to watch. Like his boxing skills is beautiful to watch for real. I love watching his like his training. I love watching everything about him. Like I feel like he he's in that conversation in top ten, especially if he can pull out a win. This weekend, I feel like he's on that top 10. And that's a real deserving top 10 spot. Not over hype, over pay-per-view buy. Yeah. Like, no, this is this is a real – he built himself. Like, you know, he's carving his way to his top 10. And we, I feel like he, he's really dealing the truth. I think he's the best in his weight right now. That's a bold claim because I will say MJ – uh, Akhlamadov, uh, the other yeah. unified champion yeah. on the other side. That boy ain't no joke either. But that's nah, the fight to make. If if he wins here, that's the fight Fulton should have right after. Unification fight right there, Bam and Bear. Um, that boy's the truth also. And one thing about Fulton that I kind of liked was uh, you hit on – like, that boy don't have any flaws. I mean, his only flaw might be he's not a hard puncher, but yeah. that's it. And, okay, like, Floyd wasn't the hardest puncher. You saw how well he did. Like uh, they're also little guys too. Those are yeah. more the so a thousand his footwork, his outside. He's long. He has a little bit of range to him, and you he has that. You kind of look at him like um like a Josh Taylor, where it looks like his outside yeah. game would be a lot better because he's longer. But then he takes that step on the inside, and his inside yeah. game is so like, exactly so great. He's like, just so fluid with it. Like it looks like he's just so naturally. I don't know. It just comes out. I don't know. Former champions that work at, that go to Philly and like do all this, you know, the former champions that be in his gym and shit. 
they talk about his work engine. Like he outruns his partners, his partner. Like when they go on those Philly runs on those hills, he makes them look like nothing. He completely kills everybody's time. He does like double laps them. Like does like in crazy. Um, he like inspiring that he doesn't take a day. Like they like these former champions we talk about. Like this kid really like just work ethic alone outside of skill like he's going to be that guy like he's just outworking everybody when he doesn't have to and that says that that's like that's the mind you need to be like the top of your craft and uh i mean outside of him not being the hardest puncher i've literally like i have nothing else to say like he really he he, he this fight i think steven Fulton's winning by decision i think that's the net like he's a big favorite and on the other side danny roman he's no punk Danny Roman, no. he has three losses on his record, but don't let it fool you. That's Two of those losses losses. came way early in his career. Uh, so he really, like, I don't know how you want to view it, but I don't review early losses when he became a champion as a big deal. So, like, right. he only has uh, – uh, he was the unified champion before I named uh, MJ Akhlamov, the other champion in the division. He beat Danny Roman to take the belts. So mm, that's a tough loss to have. Yeah. And it was, but it was such a close fight. People thought it was going to have a rematch afterwards and didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that was a close one. I remember hearing about that one too. So that's what's crazy. Like this guy, this guy that Fulton's fighting could have had a rematch to get his belts back. But now here they are fighting each other. So like, even though Fulton's a heavy favorite, like don't let the odds or anything or three losses fool you. Like Roman coming off of two wins. He wants his belt back. Like he just he lost both his belts. He got now he has back-to-back wins. And if he fights, I mean, as I was saying, after this fight, whoever wins should fight Andre Aquamet. Like got to. They both have undisputed. an argument to fight him after this. Go get the undisputed. I'm going with the same route, honestly. I'm gonna go, I'm I'm, I'm going with Fulton in a decision. I do think it's gonna be one of those fights, though, that you're gonna see. A thousand plus punches. I think they're gonna go at it. I think they're gonna put on a showcase. Like it's gonna. That's why I do like to watch these low weight classes. If you like to watch like the the more like bantams, right? Super bantam weight, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I I get, I get confused with the names sometimes. I'm more with the numbers. One, one twenty-two. Yeah, I believe it's one twenty-two. Yeah, hell yeah. So when you get down to these one twenty-two, one eighteen guys going to see combinations after combinations after combinations. it is so fun to watch bro i'm telling you like like it's just i'm gonna show you guys in the group chat another one to go watch these little guys because they becoming they sometimes they turn into wars bro because like they can throw so many punches and they're just standing there they're moving it's just beautiful boxing but i think i think fulton's gonna get in decision and i think this is gonna Solidify him in that top ten. That's what I'm going for. So I love this shit. I'm lit for this shit now. Y'all boys got well, it. It's funny that Marcus says the, the literally the the certain word war because I have it fully caps on my notes right here for Danny Roman because he reminded me of Brian Castiano. Remember how Castiano was this little guy who would just throw a lot of flows <laughs> real quick and this turn every yep. turns into a brawl with Castiano. And that was his knock. Oh, he's not very technical. He's that's Danny Roman. People knock him exactly. when he's not technical. He just throws a lot, and he is, it's, every fight's a war. Every fight's a brawl. 
Nah, but he's very t- he wouldn't be a, a unified champion if he was just fucking throwing uh, like his haymaker. Like no, he was a very technical fighter. You're gonna force Fulton to get out of that comfort, comfort zone. Yeah. Neither are hard punchers. That's the main reason. Like, even if you think Roman's winning, the safest bet is this fight going to distance. Neither mm-hmm. one of them got a hard punch, neither one of them got weak chins. It should just be two siding firecrackers going at it. And uh, good side of the box, son. Yeah, Kev, after hearing everything, <laughs> after hearing the breakdown of both fighters, you rocking with us, you going with the dog. He's a big dog, not a big dog, though. No, no, no. I mean, like, on the odds wise, he's like plus 500. Like, you, like it, it's a big dog. That's how much Fulton, like, I don't know how these odds are made because Danny Roman's a former double champ came off to it. Like, I don't know, but Fulton. Is that guy also? Hey, I would have, I really would have tried to got my, but for my dog, Roman. Just like, like my dog, Roman, got the dub, you feel me? But like, y'all sent me the man. Y'all brought up his work ethic, and like, everybody knows hard work beats time. You're a Philly boy, too. All right. So I gotta go with dog, especially after seeing that clip of him working out in his training room. He said he's gonna catch it. He on his boots, see, he's trying to catch a body kid. He's not going in at all. He's not going Another in Philly there. boy. Hard as fuck. His videos be hard as fuck on Twitter. All cool. the great talents from Philly, and he's he's former champs are saying this kid right here is outrunning everybody's times on those Philly hills. I respect him, man. I want to see this boy. I want to see this boy shine. It's gonna be a mean ass fade, and I'm this bitch like Fulton. Remember that name. Don't miss it. Showtime. I'm not sure on the ring walks. You have to find out on yourself. We have another fight. It's funny because these two, I pulled in fights with Cambosas same time every <laughs> every year, apparently. We have Cambosas, cha- three belt champion versus Devin Haney, the WBC champion for the undisputed championship here. It's in Australia. Cambosa's backyard. Haney's dad couldn't come, who's also his head trainer. His assistant trainer, Ben something. I can't Davidson. remember. I yeah, think it's Davidson. He couldn't come either. Or Ben Davis, some shit like that. Ben D. I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna whoever wants to take the floor first on this fight, this mega fight, <laughs> all belts on the line. All right. So I'm a big Devin Haney fan. I've been watching bro for a minute. I like his Instagram videos. That boy be beating up his sparring partners. I love it. But I fuck with Cambosis. I feel like he's a dog. He feel like he's a real tough fighter. And I really want to see bro hold on to them belts real quick. So I'm a little torn, man. I think I need y'all boys to help me decide. Marcus, I I, I feel like you can go first, big dog. All right. Had a... Change my outfit real quick. Switch it up. I don't know. I switch it up. You know, Australia versus America. You know, I can't give away my hey. pick. <laughs> okay. But, all right. So, no. Devin Haney, man, this has been a long time coming for Devin Haney. It kind of sucks that his dad's not going to be there because he, his dad's been grooming his son for this moment. It's literally his whole life. They've been – Side by side, they started their boxing career, I think, down in Mexico when Devin Haney turned 16. So they left to, so he could turn pro early. I could be wrong, but I'm 100. I'm pretty sure, though, that's how it went. 
They went down to Mexico. They, he started fighting pro before 18, came back to America. And he's just been having a big name. He's been having the hype around him. He's just one of those technicians that knows how to hit and not get hit. He's just one of those guys that, like, the Floyd, like, Floyd's like his idol and shit, but he just knows how to hit and not get hit. And he's one of the best. And honestly, he might be one of the best in the game at it right now. He still gets clipped, though, but he just has that natural IQ, though. He has a really high boxing IQ. And I think – I feel like him taking this fight is huge, bro. You got to give him props for him to travel to Australia without his dad, without his coach, going down there. I want to say Dolo because he still has a whole team with him, but – He's going to feel Dolo once that fight's coming. He hasn't had it. His dad's probably been at every single fight his whole life, probably, I would assume. So you just got to give him props to even be doing that. But Cambosis, you, man, I don't know, man. It's going to be a good one just because Cambosis is coming off a big win. I'm not fully sold on Cambosis. I won't lie. I'm not fully sold on him. I still think he had a great performance against Teofimo. I think Teofimo had an off night. I think predictions yet, or, she, or you want to talk first? Uh, no, no picks yet. We say that for the we say that for the end. All right, all I got right. a little trigger happy last last one. Yeah, all uh, right, right. But don't mind me. I does throw on my. I'm about to travel to Australia. If he needs a corner man. I'm there for you, my dog. I'm there for you, Haney. But it is a. Cambosis, I like you said, biggest win of his career by far. Oh. Big, one of the biggest upsets last year, one of the best fights last year. Cambosis beating Teofimo, and Teofimo just dismantled Lomachenko, and like and no one could ever dismantle Lomachenko. It was kind of like Lomachenko, but with a rocket on his for uh, for a fucking right hand. So like it was so no one wanted to beat him. No one thought he could be beat. I mean, no one wanted to fight him, and no one thought he could be beat. Cambosis proved that to be not true. He knocked him down. Me personally, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, though. I told Kev earlier, I was like, I kind of think Cambosa is like some people that was just their best day. Like, they can't, like, nothing in the world was going to be Mike Tyson could have been across exactly. Cambosa that night and he had a game plan or like he, he would have found it because he's also like he just mid fights. Like, he's very, like, he's, he, he doesn't fight everybody the same. Like, so his IQ right. is very high. So, like, he would have been able to find a way to beat whoever was across from him that night, no matter how good you were. And, uh, he just leveled up that night and uh, maybe he levels up again. Cause he did look good in his previous two fights against like, cause he went to Lee Shelby's backyard, beat him. He went to uh, like, he goes to everyone's backyards and beats them. He beat, he beat yeah, Lopez. In his now he finally has the judges on his side, but I wasn't sold on his knockout power. Cause people that knockout was nice. It, uh, that right hand to drop female in the first round, but did y'all like Fimo was laughing while he was on the floor? Like, like he got up, still I, laughing. I would, and I to me, it was more of like he knew he lost the scorecard in that round. Like that did not help him, but it didn't really hurt him. Like it, it was, he was just like, "Damn, I fucked up." <sighs> like, like I mean, like I can't. Yeah. Like, I would say, I would say that that, that round, I feel like Tiafimo was trying to live up to his press conference and be like, "How he was gonna knock him out in the first round? He's a bum." All the expectations. This, all and Teofimo just came out there, hands down, throwing swinging haymakers. And Cambosis stayed calm. He stayed collective. And he picked his shot perfect. And I think it just landed 
And I think it just threw off Teofimo. It might have not been the power that rocked Teofimo. It was more like, oh, shit, my hands are down and I just got hit square. So, But now when I'm getting technical with it, if we're talking like hand speed, Haney has the faster one hand. That straight, stiff jab that he throws is fat. But Cambosa's, that five-punch flurry that he throws – is faster than I think anybody else in the division. Like, like his counter punching, he can throw a one hand left hook counter, or he can throw you a two to five counter. And like those those combos are coming out just like I Haney has the faster one hit, get it back to me. Cambosa, if he's like when he throws in flurries, nothing's faster than him. That's what I that that was the difference between him versus Lopez was also. I think he was able to land, whereas Lopez could land two shots, he's landing three or four and right. um shit like that. But one thing I kept seeing a lot of people, because, you know, I'm not the best boxer. I found a lot of people were saying that Cambosa's, his defense is not that. And I saw it in the Lopez fight because he was, they're just throwing haymakers. They really were just, especially in that first yeah. round, it was just like, let the bigger man win right here. And uh, he doesn't, like, his chin is usually out. He, he usually sometimes it's past his front leg. And with Haney's, that, that's my big, I think Haney's that stiff jab he has and that lead, that lead jab, no matter like if whether he wants to probe with it, whether he's just throwing a stiff one and coming back with it, it's gonna land, especially with the way Cambosas likes to leave that chin out. Sometimes he likes to do a little pull trap with it, but he's his his reflexes aren't as quick as Haney's to be able to do it. Like he doesn't have the fast reflexes, like 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 Haney's gonna tag him if he if he leaves it out like that. And Haney's like you said, he's just a surgeon. He that boy is just fucking he's the most technical in the division. He'll hit you and not get hit. But if he does get hit, like Jorge Linares hit his ass, gave it like you will. He does have a weaker chin. He hasn't proven it's not weak yet. I think like Jorge Linares, we we're talking about before the podcast. He was old vet, former champion, didn't have much power left in him. Wobbled his ass before the uh, round ended, and that boy uh, Haney was doing the stanky leg back to the corner, and it, <laughs> it hasn't been a good look since for Haney. That's that's been his biggest flaw. Cambosas, if you believe he has the knockout power, like some people believe after the knockout to, to Tiafimo, yeah, this might be a problem for Haney. If you don't think Cambosas has that knockout power and you think that knockdown was just Tiafimo kind of overextending, getting trigger happy and not being technical sound like he usually is, this might be a different fight. So that's how I, every time I, I had to call Kev on this fight i was just like this shit is so even bro this is crazy like like i have i see both scenarios playing out just as even yeah honestly cambosis has a he might have a big right hand that could hurt haney if he can land it it might actually we might actually see haney's chin actually be tested and not just at the end of a round it actually have to survive the fight and get out of the round so that'll be interesting if that happens and cambosis though he got chin yeah. I, this shit's about to be a fucking straight up slobber knocker kid, but who y'all got? Personally, I think Haney wins by decision. I was on Combosa's side for a little while, but the more I the more I felt I I got to a point where I felt like I was convincing myself Cambosa's gonna win. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to be on that side of that. I just was like, no, all my gut, everything's telling me. Like, I keep seeing this problem with his chin being out and Haney being able – his lead hand is his best weapon. 
So he's going to be technical. He's going to tag up Cambosa's. Uh, Cambosa also gets hit with overhands quite commonly. Cambosa's had close fights with Lee Shelby. It was a split decision. He had a close fight with um, Mickey Bay, another split decision. And then he beats Tiafimo. And it was a great win. He just leveled up. In my opinion, I think he just leveled up and fought his best fight ever in that fight. Whereas Haney is going to, like, if he leveled up, why can't Haney? He's in, like, this might be Haney's time to level up. Like, Haney, I think, is just a better boxer from everything I've seen and heard. Was just, He's going to – I don't think Haney's going to be over-aggressive like Teofimo, so Cambosas can't fight off the back foot. I don't believe Cambosas can be the over-aggressor <laughs> like he was against Lee Shelby and um, Mickey Bay. Haney's just going to stand from the outside pocket, tag him with that lead jab, hit him with an overhand right every now and then. And he loves to hit the body and uh, like that little lead jab to the body is going to keep resetting Cambosas on the outside. And I just see this going 12, 12 rounds and Haney, Haney wins pretty, pretty decisively unless Australian judges have their way in this shit. Well, one thing I read, they, I don't think there's going to be actually Australian judges. I think there's going to be no judges from Australia and no judges from America. So hopefully okay. that helps. But one thing going to be in Australia, so the crowd is going to react to any little hit, that, even if it doesn't land. So that also is going to play in factor. But I, I'm going with Haney by decision. But I do think his chin will be tested. Well, not maybe not like no knockdown. Maybe yeah, maybe not like a knockdown. But I think he, you might see like like a clean shot and maybe see it have to like Haney maybe had to try to survive a wobble. Or so I don't know if I can say wobble. Cause I don't know if I can see him really going down or if Cambosa's got that much power. But he does have a nice right hand and who knows though. But it could be like or. It could also be like a Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez type of fight where Devin Haney goes in there and just kind of outclasses Cambosis and kind of just really just puts it on him. Nothing like too crazy, doesn't get a knockdown, but just really outclasses him and shows a different level. And so, I mean, I, I think those are my two scenarios. I don't see a knock knockout. I mean, some people could argue like Devin Haney could try to go for like a TKO, maybe the ref jump in and stop it. But people always want to say Devin Haney got pillow hands and shit. He do. But who knows? What if he was working on it this camp? So, you know, you never know. I don't know. Teofimo got popped, though. I don't think he hits harder than Teofimo. Teofimo couldn't get Cambosis all the way down. He knocked him down, but he didn't get him all the way out of it. So. He got right back up. Yeah, he got, he got up and he ended up winning rounds after, I'm pretty sure. And, so, I'm going with uh, Haney by decision, and I think I think this is actually going to be a good performance by him. I think people are going to really respect Haney after this. Kev, you riding with the Hain train, or are you going the with the The Hain train, that does not sound like a fun ride. <laughs> but I think I'm going to take Kim Bosa's on. I'm actually a big definitely. Damn. Fan. But I want to play. I want to play devil's advocate on this one. I want to see what happens because I think Kimbosis is a great fighter, and I want to see if he can really step up his game, come through, and come bring another 
um, world-class performance or is Devin Haney's technician going to break him down? And I want to see this be a great fight. And really, I'm going in this bitch just to watch. But I'm gonna just just to watch. Cause I'm so split. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the ladder to see if something happens. No, I don't disrespect it. Especially when I went to go place my bets, I wouldn't have guessed this. But Haney is the favorite. Cambosas is the underdog at home with the home crowd. With all the, the belts. All the belts. I was shocked. I thought I was like, I'm gonna go place some bet on this. Haney's the underdog. Yeah, da, da, da. And then I was, lo and behold. Not in the boxing world. But very even odds. It was like minus 110 Haney, plus 110 for Cambo. Like something that could be shifted very easily with some big bets. Hey, but with this fight, though, I mean, so no matter who wins, someone's walking out the unified. I know there's a rematch clause. I know Undisputed. Not, undisputed. undisputed, undisputed. Yes, my bad. Apologies. Whoever wins, do y'all think they get like? Let's like if uh, Haney wins, does he have? Does he get the rematch to Cambosa? If Cambosa wins, does he go fight? Does he wait for Lemachenko? Does Shakur come up to one thirty-five? Does uh? Because Teofimo left the weight class. I'm not sure if he's really coming back or not. He went to one forty. Does uh someone move up? Does Haney win the belt then move up? To go fight Tia Fimo, like that's kind of been waiting in the shadows. Some people have been talking about. One thing I would say, um, Devin Haney, ah, man, I don't know if he moves up the weight, but I'm pretty sure if Devin Haney loses, I, but I'm pretty sure there could still be a rematch cause. I think there is still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I think I think automatically it's gonna be a rematch. Unfortunately, because that means they're both tied down for the next couple fights. But that's still, I guess, interesting. But I'm pretty sure. So I, I I'm sure they'll have their rematch. Because I doubt one of them's gonna want to. Even Cambosas. Even if Cambosas lose, I'm sure he's gonna want to try to get his revenge. And but I would like to see maybe Devin Haney. I know Lomachenko is gonna want his belt back. Cause those are. In his mind, those are still his belts. He's just tied up in the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, until Lomachenko's out of war, it's kind of like he can't do anything. Boy, playing Rambo, so can't that's really crazy. do much right now. That's that crazy. crazy. Well, these boys is training. He's really, like, in combat and doing crazy shit out there in the war. Being a hero. Ram- Rambo shit, but maybe, maybe Tank fights Devin Haney. Like, I would want to see Tank versus Devin Haney and Tank actually go and put his name in this. In reality, I feel like this should be Devin Haney's the younger fighter and he's over here fighting for all the belts when I feel like that should have been Tank's spot. Or like Mayweather and Tank should have made this fight with Cambosis. They've seen the opportunity. They know Cambosis isn't as talented as Devin Haney or Tank, so I don't know, man. Maybe they go on and just say, fuck it, make the fight with Haney. I don't know. I feel like there's a bunch of options for Haney. I don't – I, I want to say he defends his belts if he wins. He could move up because he is going to be a natural 147, though. I think that's he's definitely – He's like, Yeah, no, he's definitely big for the weight. Yeah, he's going to be a natural – I think his goal might be 147 and maybe even later in his, like, later career fight at 154. But I think he's like his goal is to be the natural 147. He's built like a natural 147, like five nine, 
he just got that frame to him. Like, he's going to be a 147. So, I just don't know if he moves up off rip, like how, like, uh, you know, other guys are doing it. I Like how Terrence Crawford did it when he went undisputed. He went right up to 147, but. No problem. Yeah, I think, no, nah, Josh Taylor hasn't moved up yet. But. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of avenues to explore. There's definitely a lot of avenues. They just, they just got taken. But I do think there will be a rematch. So I, I think they'll both be tied down for those next two spots. Hopefully. And then after that, it's either it got to be Tank or it got to be Lomachenko. I feel like it's either those two. Ryan Garcia is not on that yet. I feel like he needed to do more. He's kind of – I feel like he's – They actually asked Ryan up, Garcia man. if he would be looking for this fight or the winner of the fight at least. And he said that they have a rematch clause. That shit's going to be tied up for a couple of years or something. Like, he, he like he, you kind of tell – he kind of avoided the question. Ryan Garcia got the skills to be fighting on that level, but he just – he just talks uh, – maybe it's just not him. It's his promotion. I don't know, man. He just – He's not putting together these fights. He's not fighting consistently. You're not, you not. You know what I'm saying? Like you you got to do a little bit more. Kev, this is going to be kind of like pro your side, I guess. Because, like I said, I saw this fight going both ways. I'm just going to play out the scenario I saw Cambosa win it. And, like, does this not worry you, Mark? So, Haney, he got a weak chin. He has pillow hands. Cambosa's is ferocious. That's his nickname for a reason. Oh. Isn't there like a because the the way I saw that first was Cambosa's is going to be the aggressor. Haney doesn't have the power to keep Cambosa's off him, and with the Australian crowd, like everything's on his side. Haney doesn't have his train. Like everything is shaking up for Haney's thing. But with the boxing, at least, if Haney doesn't have the power to keep Cambosa's off him, what's, like, the jab is nice and everything, but, if like, the better inside fighter is definitely Cambosa's here, in my opinion, because especially with that Philly role, it's it's good for, um, it's good for his uh, counter-punching when it comes to uh, uh, Haney, but right. he also gets caught the most because of the Philly role. He, 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 he tries to switch his um, – he can't get his shoulder back quick enough. He gets caught with um, Lee left hooks. Like, he, his Philly defense ain't that well. His Oh, uh, yeah, it's because he does the fucking Floyd shoulder. Yeah, he roll. tries to do the Floyd stuff, and his reflexes are super – it's elite reflexes, and it helps with his counterpunching because he can, he can hit you with a mean counterpunch off the Philly shoulder roll. But – that's also his biggest flaw. He gets caught when he's switching the guard. And depending on how fast the hands are coming in, he can't roll that shoulder quick enough and he gets caught. And, and like I said with Cambosas, he has fast-ass hands. Some of the fastest hands, especially when he's throwing his flurries. And if Haney can't get that shoulder there quick enough, it, there are times where he gets caught. And his chin isn't the strongest. We saw Linares make him do the stinky leg. That was another thought I had for a little while before. I was just like, nah, Haney, I think Haney's winning this one. I don't think I don't think I don't think Cambosis gets in like that personally because of the, the the stiff ass jab and Haney's footwork. But that 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 fucking that shoulder that shoulder will be fucking one of, the, him, bro. one of the keys to him is definitely that jab. He has like I, I think I see you even tweet about it. Or you picked uh 
Triple G and Shakur, I believe, two great yeah. options for the best jab in the game. I Just believe that Devin Haney power on the jab is, is so devastating. Oh no, Triple. I don't know about forty-year-old Triple G, but Triple G, thirty-five-year-old Triple G, thirty-three-year-old Triple G. That man, jab, now, best jab. Yeah, man, he got one of the cleanest jabs I ever even seen. He'll knock. He used to knock people out with jabs. Yeah. But then Shakur is right up there. Haney, but Haney's right, right Shakur there. Shakur has top. a dominant jab. I love Shakur's jab because, you know, I didn't even think about Shakur when you said that. And so I started thinking about him like, his jab is so dominant. And he, he just, it's like a, it's like a stick. And I see that in the same way as Devin Haney. I feel like Devin Haney has such a stick where it's like, it measures, it, he stabs you with it. And it's just right there in your face. And it, if he can consistently pump that out and kind of just stay on the outside and just kind of pick his shots and roll around and like, I don't know. I feel like he, he just needs a box from the outside, pick his shots, which 100%. he's good at. And just kind of like let Cambosis be aggressive and get in those counter shots and then roll right out and get back on your jab and just, you know, constantly keep that jab in his face. And I think honestly that's going to win him. Hella yeah. rounds by just keeping that. And then Devin Haney has one of the best IQs. So I just feel like he's going to know what to do and how to move. And it's really, I feel like it really comes down to Haney's jab because he does have one of the cleanest jabs I've seen. As long as Haney if, keeps it on the outside, I think he wins this shit effortlessly. If it comes yep. on, if he lets Cambosa get on the inside, and especially, like you said, the crowd making noises on all the little shit. And his dad not being there could be a big factor because what if in round three he gets Can't clipped? Adjust. That's what the ben, ben Davis is known. He's a very – he's a tactical coach or something. Like, he's a, he's, he's a, a tactical decision maker or some shit. They kept calling yeah. him. Where, like, if, if the shit's not going right in the fight, he will change your tactics. Guess, guess who guess who was that coach for the Wilder Fury fight? That was uh, Tyson Fury's coach. That was yeah. a guy who got okay. him out of 400 pounds. Yeah, no, that they got a... respect in this assistant coach, and I see why. Like, if both of them aren't there. I know Sab Judah's there, and he's re- – I know him from the UFC world, very respected. Sab um, Judah, that's a – that's a goat, man. Yeah, oh, no, no, goat, I, I know, yeah, no, I know. Sab Judah's uh, – and uh, don't it's forget. Bad. I'm one call away, Haney. Yes, sir. <laughs> Paul Pickham. Shout out my dog can boast today. Show me something that nobody's ever seen before, man. Do it again. Do it again. If you're listening, they got you as the underdog in your hometown with all the belts. So the question is, if Cambosis wins this, is he the best in 135? No, but he has all the belts. I will say. That's true. This fight here will put to rest all. I, I think personally, this fight puts both critics to uh, to to sleep. That keep talking about Cambosas isn't really undisputed, and Haney's just an email champ. Because if Haney goes out and beats him, no, one, I don't think you can continue to call him just email champ, especially at the way me and Marcus keep oh, saying. Fuck no! Honestly, you gotta give him his flowers. To yeah, you gotta give him, like, especially with no coaches in the like, enemy territory. Like this is a fight a lot of people wouldn't take right now. Cambosis yeah. on the other side, if he wins, you can't just keep saying it was just a one night wonder. Like, like that was like tank. Yeah, so it's, so I do think it does put the rest at least some of those people. I do think some like tank fanboys will always call Haney email champ. 
And I think like there's those select factions that will always the Limachenko fans are will be like, well, no one's really champ until Limachenko comes back. And it's like, well, what if two years ring rust doesn't help that man? Yeah. So it's just like right now, I think whoever wins this to in my eyes is the undisputed champion. Facts. Well, they would definitely be crowned the undisputed. I don't give a fuck what whatever belt Javante Davis is holding. Or or Stephen Nace's top five paper uh pound for pound is. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think a win uh, if Devin Haney wins this, I honestly I think you put him at number and he's one. He's twenty three, right? He's twenty three. Like if you like the eight, yeah, like he's, he's he was twenty three in a four belt era. Who's younger than him? Being undisputed, I think, I think he's gonna be the youngest undisputed ever in the four belt because Tyson. But that was a three belt era, and that and, um that. That just says a lot about his skill set because he came out at the same time with the Shakur Stevenson's, and some people still have, like I know Marcus probably does. He has Shakur Stevenson probably higher than Haney, oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is like that same time time frame of them coming out. So it's like if he does this, at least he has something on his resume where you like look at me, like stop being a and look at me. Teofimo might have been the first one, like right. I think he was also young. Because he's also, like, the same age as uh, Devin Haney. He might be, like, a year older or whatever. He is young. Yeah, I forgot. But he wasn't – people wanted to say he wasn't the full undisputed because that WBC that was emailed to Devin Haney. So, like, you couldn't really call him the youngest undisputed champion. Okay. Because people still had questions that if he was – but this fight is really for all four belts. So, if Devin Haney wins this, he will actually be legit the youngest undisputed. All and, while Dev, and while Tank is 27. Tell him. Not fighting. Not fighting. This should be Tank's fight. That, that's what I look how I look. I feel like Teofimo holding the belts is a dangerous. Like, that, obviously, Teofimo is the more dangerous fighter than Cambosis. So, I mean, Tank, he's seen Cambosis with all four belts. I feel like he should have been running over there. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like everyone started calling out Kimbosis the next day. I'm not even kidding you. Ryan Garcia. Everyone started calling this man out. Devin Haney. Everyone started calling out Kimbosis because they know he's beatable. And Devin Haney took up the challenge, man. I'm telling Haney's you, I think it's that it lack of defensive responsibility. That boy just be leaving the chin out. One thing they said, right, right, Marcus, you're a boxer. They said within the first week they teach you to not cross your legs. Or whatever, cross your feet or oh, so, yeah. and they yeah, and they were yeah. showing clips of him still doing that in the Tiafimo fight, and I was just like, oh shit, like this isn't good. Like, like if Haney does out, I think Haney will outbox him. But I think I think this fight picks have <laughs> a course. We got Haney with me and Marcus, Kev Rock and Cambosas, very even fight. All the marbles in Australia. Big lights. We'll see. Let's separate the men amongst the boys. Don't miss out this Saturday. And don't forget Stephen Bolton versus Danny uh, Roman. 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 Yes, sir. Don't miss out. And as always, please go like and subscribe to the channel. And if you don't, well, this has been Totally Blitz. And Kev, let him know.
Yeah, bitch. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.